It still rides. Ain't nothing changed. Dare I call it a classic? It could be a classic. <laughs> I mean, Easily. for us. For us. For the rooted life. This is a wow. classic, guys. Uh spin. What's up, y'all? It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. I like low-key forgot what my voice sounded like through a mic. This is great. <laughs> uh I don't know. Something about that intro track just got me excited mm-hmm. all over again. But what's up, y'all? It is your favorite duo, Dorian and Morgan, back like we never left with a brand new episode of the Rooted Life Podcast. It's a new year. It's a new us. Come I mean, on. same us, but, you know, no, new us at new the same year, time. New year, new me, baby. Okay. <laughs> I support <laughs> it. I'm, I'm here for it. In case, okay. Well, Morgan still doesn't remember how to keep her <laughs> mic in place. <laughs> I don't even know it's supposed to be tightened. Like, oh my goodness. I don't know, girl. But what I do know is that we are back, and in case y'all don't know, uh, we love Jesus, we love helping people flourishing in their faith and their relationships, and we do that on social media at The Rooted Life Podcast, over on the YouVersion Bible app, and right here on this lovely podcast. So no matter what platform we're on, we can guarantee y'all that we're going to cut up, we're going to laugh, and we're going to get drunk by the Holy Spirit because that's just what we do. It's always a great time, and we're so glad to have y'all tuning in to our first episode of 2023, and honestly... Our first episode in a few months. Ain't that right? Girl, yes. I've lost count, honestly. And how long it's been <laughs> since we've actually recorded or even really done Rooted Life stuff, seriously. Come on. But we've needed that sabbatical. So if y'all don't know, we've been on sabbatical for, I don't know, several months. We gave it three. A hand. Oh, three is not a even good three months. I mean, that's a quarter of a year. Honey, we needed it. Between juggling like work and church responsibilities, friendships, romantic relationships, and our faith walk, we were stretched and yep. stressed. Come so on. we needed to rest. So I'm proud of us for prioritizing our well-being taking our rest, get our lives in order. And so now we back at it. How you feel about, you know, being back with the rooted life? I feel good. I mean, honestly, I feel uh, more creative and Mm. I feel more excited about what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't mean, I think we were both just kind of getting to a point where it was feeling like a drag and anytime anything Mm -hmm. feels like that, I think sometimes you just need some space from it. And so now I'm like, okay, I'm just feel, uh, I feel energized, like coming back and, and excited. And like, I feel like I remembered why we started it in the first place. Yeah. And that makes me excited again. Ditto, ditto, ditto. Well, today I'm thinking since we are kicking off, you know, a new season, it's a new year. Come on. We're thinking we should do what we do best. And that is reflecting. And honestly, like reflecting is a daily practice for both of us between like journaling and quiet time. Um, but as we enter a new year, we wanted to kind of create a space intentionally for all of us to really reflect on 2022. Mm. And my mom always says that hindsight, every time I would tell her something, she'd be like, hindsight is 2020. Meaning oh. when you look back on a situation, you're afforded a vantage point that allows you to see much clearer than before. And as That's we reflect it. back on the mountains and the many valleys of 2022, we can see how God used difficult situations and circumstances to cultivate beautiful things within us and around us. So we're going to spend this episode kind of sharing some circumstances and events last year that didn't really seem like lessons in the moment but as we look back with the hindsight of 2020 we can see that it actually produced some beautiful things in our life what do you think about that uh I love it I mean (laughs) I think it's gonna encourage us Uh and I think that we're gonna have an opportunity to really lean into gratitude in a new Mm -hmm. way Uh, but before we dive into this episode and Mm -hmm. get into our reflections Reflections. you already know the people looking for something Mo what is it they looking for them glows and grows they want the tea basically come on (laughs) they They want want to know what's going on what's up what y'all struggling with and what y'all 
thriving in. Okay. Okay. Like, where are you going to so, go with that? But yeah, thriving <laughs> yeah I couldn't good. think of the word actually. <laughs> so that was my brain catching up. Um, but let me kick us off. So okay. my grow in this season is about financial stability. Okay. <clears throat> We're trying mm-hmm. to get financially free this year, baby. So I, I mean, I'm just, I'm finally ready. I think I'm okay, ready. It's time. It's time. It's time to start with the delayed gratification. It's time to actually budget and like a real one on paper, not the one that I made up in my head. Oh God. It's time to You've like, been doing that? girl, I haven't budgeted in years. It's time to <gasps> actually start like thinking about future dough. Um, and so I'm really excited to be going on like an actual financial fast. I'm following this book, um, 21 day financial fast recommended by our friend Shell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm starting it in, in uh, February. And I'm just excited to kind of get some tools and and wisdom around this particular area. And I'm excited particularly about this book because it is a faith based book. So it's coming Mm. from the perspective of like, how does the Lord want us to approach our finances? Mm -hmm. So let me just say, I've only been budgeting for two weeks and I'm actually feeling like it's impossible. So (laughs) I would love for you all to just intercede for me because I'm already about to give up. Oh, my that's all I have to say. Woman. Yeah. But anyway, that's why it's a grow. So mm-hmm. we're going to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as glows, I would say like my level of compassion for other people. I just mm. feel like I really was struggling, uh, particularly, and I'll talk about it a little bit more later this last year with just being so annoyed by people like, mm. and I just would respond anytime people would respond differently than I thought they should I would Mm -hmm. be really easily frustrated Mm -hmm. um and I think I've just done a lot of work to kind of grow in my understanding and acceptance of like humanity our limits how our trauma impacts us and Mm -hmm. how important our emotional health and well-being is so that we can show up our best for others and I think I spent a lot of time last year just focusing on my own emotional and mental well-being and it's really helped me Mm -hmm. just deal with people from a place of humility and kindness the way that I think that God deals with me so I'm feeling real good about that that's sweet. All right, I guess I spill my tea. Uh, growing mm-hmm. is uh, just recognizing how difficult it is to finish well. Like, Ooh. it's easy to start well because you're excited, something new, an adventure, got into the prayer. It is much harder to sustain, and it is really, really hard to finish well. It's funny, Pastor Ben said this once in a meeting we were talking about. We were, like, studying in Timothy, and we were talking about, you know, just walking with God. And he was like, never make the assumption that you're going to finish well. He's like, I don't make the assumption I'm going to finish well. And I'm like, wow, I admire you more than most humans. And he's like, I never make that assumption. Like, you need to always walk with humility and have Mm. structure in place that actually helps you succeed long term so you can sustain the walk. That's a bar. Isn't that so good? But that really applies to every, not the nickname, that really applies to every area of our life. Like, just remaining humble enough to know that, like, I need the Holy Spirit to help me finish well and I got to set up have strategies and relationships and structures in place that help me sustain when I feel like giving up mm. so as I like embark I feel like I'm on like the precipice of a new chapter I'm like well bye old chapter I don't want to do that no more and then God's like no no, no we got to sustain and finish well so rain it in ma'am the okay. grow that felt personal <laughs> but anyway I'm gonna ignore it anyways so the grow is that I'm trying to finish well but your girl is agitated and frustrated and ready to peace out on these people Come so anyway on. that's the grow but we're working on it the glow is I just feel like I've, I've been seeing a lot of improvement so one thing I'm working on this year that we talked about in our reflection time mm-hmm. is going to bed at a decent hour because your yes. girl is tired mm-hmm. and it's been very hard but I did go to bed I got at least I got in the bed at a, mm-hmm. in a reasonable hour all okay. week I've been I worked out last like maybe the last two weeks I worked out maybe I 13 out of 14 days which is pretty good for me nice so getting back into my like regular workout routine and also just like reading a lot of books mm-hmm. and I think the last thing I'll say in terms of like what I've been trying to build for my life is just recognizing that work can't consume all of me so trying to have other 
avenues to find joy. So I wanted to read more. So I started a book club. I wanted mm-hmm. to do more art stuff. So I'm signing up for a drawing class. So just like mm-hmm. doing some things that I said I want to do for this year, but actually putting money and effort and time behind those Come different on. things that I love and discipline. So I'm really proud of myself. I am proud of you too. Thank you, baby. And excited to see you embark on some new things. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. Um, and it's just cool to get to witness like together to get to see our progress in areas that mm-hmm. we once struggled in. And then to know that like, okay, Lord, you still working. Still we love working, to see man. it. Um, okay. So let's get into our episode today. We're talking mm-hmm. about unexpected blessings. And so typically at the top of the year, you know, we all want to look ahead, cast mm-hmm. vision and we do that too, but we really want to encourage um, everyone to just kind of spend some time being intentional about reflecting on how God moved in the past mm-hmm. so that we can walk forward in the year being reminded of his faithfulness and being full of gratitude. Yeah. So of course we could spend this episode listing out all the really easy to spot blessings from 2022. But we've learned that thankfulness kind of hits different when you mm. learn to find gratitude and appreciation for the things, the people, the events that were really a little bit more painful or confusing or difficult. Yeah. And it really is such a blessing just to look back on hard times and see how God was not only moving and present in the situation, but ultimately in our hearts. God, oh, that was strong. <laughs> Boy, Ooh. the Lord be working. Ooh. Let me tell you, that see, that's strong. how we needed that break. We, we coming that back break, with that baby. fire. They're like, Ooh. PD, put some fire in the chat, y'all. <laughs> that was like, gotta be like top five phrases from pandemic. <laughs> Drop fire in the chat. In the it's chat. such a pandemic phrase. Oh, God. Oh Never God. again, hopefully. So oh. this episode, we're going to focus on four types of experience that truly are unexpected blessings um, that God really used to correct, reveal, and heal some things. And so y'all know we love a good alliteration. So Come we're going to focus on four unexpected blessings that we experienced last year. And that's heartbreak holy discontent, a humility check, and hopelessness. And then we also going to throw in a little pro tip to kind of help you shift your perspective. Um, why? Because the only difference between an inconvenience and a blessing is our perspective. Mm. That's really, I'm going to say that mm. again because that just is really hitting my heart hard. The only difference between an inconvenience and a blessing is our perspective. Wow. That is so simple but so profound. Woo. Okay, so we're going kick to that, kick that off. Uh, I right. guess we're going to just talk about these different I guess, situations that were difficult for us last year and mm-hmm. and see how God helped us shift our perspective and see how he was really moving in our midst and blessing us in the process. So go ahead, though, kick us off. All right, yeah, so let's get into it. So the first H of unexpected blessings is heartbreak. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think we really need to spend a ton of time defining heartbreak for mm-hmm. us. Uh, I think most of us have probably experienced it. Uh, but if we're operating from the same baseline definition for the purposes of our episode, we're referring to heartbreak as unreciprocated or lost love, but particularly romantically. Oof. I know that just even that the just definition sounds sad. sad. I'm like, oh, reciprocated? God love? dang. Oh, my God. Hurtful. Okay. So I'm going to tell y'all a little story. Okay. About a year ago, a little bit over a year ago, I was dating someone and I thought at the time, like, boom, it's definitely going somewhere. We were enjoying each other's company. We met pursuing uh, similar interests, strong man of faith, pursued me with intent. Boom, boom, boom. Check, check, check. Pretty fast and furious. And we were like official after a month. And then exactly one month later, mm-hmm. after I visited him in his hometown that mm-hmm. I flew to to oh see him, oh my. he broke up with me one night on FaceTime. The audacity. Literally. Like, to dump my girl. Okay. Like, 
like crazy. what? Anyway, so I was truly devastated and not because it didn't work out. But in my mind, I think it was I was already sold on the fact that it was either this or it was nothing. Oh. And I once heard Dr. Darius share something like um, disappointment is when we are saddened by God, not answering a prayer the way we thought he should. Mm. But devastation is when all hope is lost because we begin to believe that he won't ever answer the prayer. Mm. So clearly I was operating a little bit more in the devastation area because I started to spiral into like he's never going to answer this Mm. and so in the aftermath of all of that I realized that I stopped inviting God into the process like I did in the very beginning because in my mind this was it this is my husband (laughs) like what else is there to talk about Mm. and I wasn't really being as sensitive anymore to his voice I wasn't moving with caution or even really like talking to my community about it and I really Mm. believe in the aftermath, like looking back, this heartbreak was God's way of breaking that cycle around romantic relationships Mm. in my life. And so then fast forward, last January, I met someone new um, and kind of slowly started building a foundation with them. And we've now been together a year with a really promising future. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that heartbreak's purpose is specifically to make room for someone else. Even though that might be true, I want to be clear that like, it's not just so someone else comes (laughs) into the picture. Mm -hmm. But I think it was, it's really about like the lessons you can learn so that you can operate differently Mm -hmm. as you move forward in whatever space it is. Mm -hmm. And so like in this one, what I kind of learned was like to take time to learn someone, like spend a little bit more time learning them um, instead of just kind of from a surface level, but really get beneath that surface. Um, I took time to have like more earnest, present conversations instead of just fantasizing about the future all the Mm. time. I connected him to my community and really brought him in so other people could observe his character. And then really, I think the most important thing was continuing to consult God throughout Mm. the process and being realistic about my own limits versus like, what God wants me, what God wants for me versus what I think I can control on my own. Mm -hmm. And so all that to say, like heartbreak is hard. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. Like for romantics like us, it is super tough. Mm -hmm. And it's also helpful if we're willing to allow God to reveal our missteps and encourage us Mm -hmm. to move differently in the future. So I look back now and I'm super grateful that Mm -hmm. the other relationship happened and ended Mm -hmm. um, because it made this one so much sweeter. So I would say pro tip for heartbreak is remembering that disappointment it may rock our hope, but devastation can actually ruin it. And when we set our hope on the one who doesn't change, then when the circumstances around us change, our hope won't be destroyed. That's my girl. Ah, <laughs> I'm just going to mic drop that mic right there. That's really good. And I just feel like in my somebody. And I'll talk about this a little bit later, but I feel like you know disappointment is such a tool that the enemy uses to steal our hope and our joy. Yeah. And I think that um. It can be a tool or it can be an opportunity. It can be a tool used to steal our hope and joy, or it can be an opportunity to to really see where is my hope really lying mm-hmm. and seeing all the times and ways that my hope isn't actually lying in God. Mm-hmm. Like, do I really believe that God is faithful when I'm disappointed? And I just feel like disappointment just reveals so much of who you really sure are and does. what you believe about God. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of God to be like, I'm just going to use this mess that really made you sad to heal some parts of your heart. So I love that he did that for you. And I believe for people listening, he'll do that for them too. So I'm just glad that you encourage us to reframe how we're navigating heartbreak. I love it. Let's get into number two, holy discontent. Um, And this is a term that we learned from Dr. Darius. Basically, it's when God causes some discontent in your heart. And I kind of looked it up on the Internet and a lot of people were talking about it's basically like an irritation that you can't shake. And Mm. usually it's an irritation about a wrong in the world that like really disturbs you and irritates and troubles you. So Mm. people might say, like, God is burdening me with this blank issue Um, or this particular issue, like um, grieves my heart in a really um, unique way that's different from others. Um, 
And I think what's interesting about when you have that holy discontent, the temptation is to complain about it of like, man, these folks ain't doing this or they should, and we could, and we, all Mm. these things, I feel like that is the, the natural reaction when there's like something stirring in your heart that's wrong. But I feel like the, the wise thing to do is like recognize like, God, you have troubled my heart for this particular issue because you have equipped me to be the solution for this issue. So what's the strategy? Who are the people? How do I move in a way to, to help be a solution? And I feel like for me, I've seen that so evident in my work at Passion. Like mm. when we were first going, Doe would tell you, I'm like, we just come into this neighborhood and we just take, 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 and then we leave and we're not really invested or involved. And I felt like we weren't really pouring back into our community and our local schools. And I just couldn't shake the feeling like this is not how it's supposed to be in general. It's not how the church is supposed to move. And it would just really be heavy, 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 heavy on my heart. And um, it's interesting, too, as I talked to my mom about that, she would just be like, you've always been like that. Like this is that is all you have always had a heart for justice like that since (laughs) you were a little girl. And I just that brought a lot of peace to me, because I think sometimes when God has grieved your heart for a particular issue, you could feel like something's wrong with you. Like maybe I'm taking this like maybe it's not that deep, you Mm -hmm. know, but I feel like her saying that was like, no, he's created you like that for a reason. And and let's see how he wants to use that. So it's just comforting to know like, okay, God, you want to use this thing that's heavy on my heart um, to help people and love them better. Um, And so I feel like in this process, I had to learn patience and forgiveness to like, Mm. I might want to go full speed on things that people aren't ready to move at that pace yet. Um, And I feel like God revealed that he wanted me to be a part of solution because then they randomly (laughs) hire me which was weird still weird to think about because I'm like I didn't ask for that position and Mm. I don't know why y'all thought I could do that (laughs) I hadn't done anything like this before in my whole career yeah but obviously God had a little plan a big plan honestly um and I feel like he had given me this holy discontent about injustices so I can be an advocate and a bridge builder and just have eyes for those who are marginalized and oppressed and just offer them the love of Jesus and Mm. offer them grace. And so it's been a very fulfilling job. I've been able to do a lot of good work in our neighborhood and our local schools Mm -hmm. um, and be a blessing to our church and our city. And all of it started with a stirring in my heart that I couldn't shake. And so I think for me, the pro tip is um, when that holy discontent happens, avoid the tendency to complain because <laughs> complaining is evidence of lack of trust in God. Yep. Um, instead, talk to people around you who you trust and really seek God of like, how do you want to use this discontent um, to bless um, and honor people? Wow. I mean, what a great story. That is like, a good story. And I know you said like, I feel like I've done good work, but I think if you ask anybody at Passion, <laughs> they're sweet. literally like, Morgan has single-handedly like, <laughs> shifted sweet. our church's ability to be able to get in the community and like literally don't know what they would have done without you. So you've done oh, thank you. more than just good work, but excellent work. Mm. And um, I love what you talked about finishing well, because I think that when you do finish strong that like none of your hard work is lost or in vain Mm -hmm. and that it matters even more when you end on such a strong legacy. Mm. So amazing to see how God will like use us in spaces that we never considered and really just turn a whole situation around based on our gifts, our vision and the discomfort that he's given us. And so um, it's been a joy watching you grow and impact this space. And Mm. I really believe that you are laying the foundation for what like decades to come for Mm. what will be at passion city DC, but all right, let's Mm. get into number three. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing we want to talk about with unexpected blessings is humility, but more specifically a Mm. humility check. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Um, so here, when we talk about humility, it's really about how we see ourselves and having a modest view of our significance next to others. And I think this is interesting because I think God really does call us to see others with just as much significance as we mm, see ourselves. And oftentimes I'm just going to talk about me cause I know, you know, nobody else, but sometimes <laughs> I have a superiority complex mm. and I think, you know, I have this perspective where I got it better, more accurate, more polished, more put together than the majority of other people around me and that often is why I feel so annoyed by other people because <laughs> it's like why aren't you operating like me mm-hmm. and so this year I started leading a team for the first time and I was managing a team of three which is now two and truly it has been the most challenging part <laughs> of my professional career to oversee the personalities work styles interests and projects of three different people three different women black women mm. at that you know and I'll be honest like I was just so exhausted and frustrated by my experience in the Mm. beginning because of how different they were from me and how much it felt Mm. like I needed to teach them, correct them, constantly fix every misstep. And I would honestly just be leaving work so discouraged and be thinking to myself, like, are y'all even listening to me (laughs) ever? And then I had that moment where Mm. I realized this is likely how God feels about me 99% of the time. Mm. (laughs) That was really the humbling moment Mm. where I realized that he's consistently teaching me, Mm -hmm. correcting me, fixing my missteps, but I don't ever get a sense of spite, frustration Mm. or annoyance from him. Instead, his word reminds me that like correction is best received when it comes from a place of love. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't ever make me feel incompetent, but I just feel more cared for by Mm. him. And so like when I started to kind of shift that perspective, I was realizing that I just needed to start to see people from a place of love Mm -hmm. and see them as people and not just products designed to perform for me. And so I started to kind of get to know them and like their hearts, their dreams, their story, where they came from, where they want to go. And it's really helped me display a lot more grace and compassion for their humanity. Mm -hmm. And I feel like above all, like this, this humility check really helps us understand the commandment to love our neighbors as ourselves. And um, I'm seeing them as I'm seeing the members of my team just as significant as I see myself so that Mm -hmm. I'm coaching them for their own good and not just to be at my service the way that Mm -hmm. I want other people to deal with me. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes I think, you know, people say humility is about seeing or thinking of yourself less. But really, I think it's just about raising our opinions and perspectives of others instead of lessening those of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So the pro tip here, acknowledge Mm -hmm. and embrace your own limits first. (laughs) So then you can extend grace Mm -hmm. and compassion to those that you see in others. And just remember that correction is best received when it comes from a place of love. Wow. Wow. It's cool, too, because I think that when you first, you know, got promoted and had your team, I don't think we would have ever thought about this moment. (laughs) The fact that, like, God was like, even on the moments of you complaining and it being frustrated that he knew at the end that it was going to produce something beautiful Mm. and that he was kind enough to listen to all the complaints and frustration, knowing good and well, you know, like he knew this whole lot, like this whole storyline and was kind enough to like bless you and knew this moment would come where you'd be like, all right, God, this was, this was good for me. And I just love that he was kind to do that for you and for other people. And that, that humility check is so hard. Like to see yourself as you truly are, Mm -hmm. is so difficult, but then to accept the love and grace of God in the process of being honest about, how much we just are, we just kind of suck as humans. Yeah, we're just jack. <laughs> we're just so basic. Yeah. And I think, too, the humility piece also, it starts from the beginning. Yeah. Because when I wanted the promotion, 
my focus at the time was like, I've done all this work. Mm. I deserve to get this title mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I deserve to have people supporting me <laughs> and my work streams and my efforts. And the Lord's like, okay. Yeah, we got something for you. I got you. Got and so <laughs> now on the other side, I'm like, oh, wow, this was about so much mm-hmm. more than just me being elevated. Yeah. But it was really about me being humbled. Like mm-hmm. that was the entire process Same. of this moment of elevation. And Same. also just like the excitement of, getting this right now, how that sets me up to be Mm. able to be a better leader in the future. Mm -hmm. And so that is also something to like get to hold on to Mm -hmm. and know that this is worth more than just this moment. Yeah. And I love what you said too, about how you didn't experience like any spite from God in the process. And I love that he loves us enough to work that pride out of you Mm -hmm. because he will work that pride, work it out of you. And you're just like, my goodness, I didn't even know so much pride existed in my heart. But it's like every time he reveals, I'm like, we're back here again. Yep. Okay. And again. And again. Back to pride. <laughs> okay. That sounds about right. Uh, that's great. So let me just recap where we've been. We've talked about um, heartbreak, holy discontent, and humility check um, as unexpected blessings. And now we're going to get into the fourth and final unexpected blessing, and that's hopelessness. And I'm mm. like, this feels like the most unlikely out of all the H's, but yeah. I love that God will use even hopelessness to reveal his nature and his love for his children. Mm-hmm. And so hopelessness means literally being without hope. And I would never say that God desires for his children to be hopeless. Like that is not his heart for his children. Mm. And we see in the word time and time again, that we have a hope that won't be disappointed Mm -hmm. and that we can and should put our hope and faith in Jesus. But if we're honest, there are many seasons and moments in life where we can feel hopeless, where despair will steal our joy, where we just struggle to hope and believe in the goodness and faithfulness of God. And I think that most of us, if we're honest, can admit that we've gotten to a point where we just don't have the energy or the courage to want to hope because it takes effort to like mm. be hopeful about something. And um, sometimes you just get tired. Yeah. Um, but I feel like God will allow us to get to the very, very end of our rope, the very deepest part of our valley, our last drop of hope. And then remind us that our hope is well placed in him <laughs> and that nothing in this life can stand the weight of our hope mm-hmm. but him. Mm-hmm. So for me, like 2022 was a challenging year. Like it was still with a lot of blessings, but for me personally, it just had a lot of, just disappointments and tears and internal conflict. And I feel like what prompted a lot of the hopelessness I was feeling last year was just feeling like God had really forgotten about me. Like mm-hmm. he had kind of left me out because I was watching people get promotions and get engaged and get married and have the baby they were praying for and the house they were praying for and the new job. And I'm just like, I'm watching him open all these doors for people. And it felt like I had been in the same place for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt like the people that I had been interceding for and walking with and praying with and fasting for, um, that they were getting all these prayers answered. And then my, my list of prayers are just like ignored Mm. and it just put me in a really bad headspace. And I'm like, God, I know that you're good to other people, but can I trust you to be good to me? Can Mm. I trust your goodness for me personally? And I feel like when I finally got honest with God and shared that, like, I don't have no more energy to hope in you anymore. Like I'm sort of kind of what you're saying with Dr. Mm -hmm. Darius and, and devastation. Like I'm worn down. Like I feel spiritually exhausted and worn down and just really didn't have the courage to hope and believe in his faithfulness. And I feel like Mm. through this process, Oh God has revealed so much in my heart. Uh, One of the big things he revealed through this season of, of me experiencing hopelessness is just like revealing the idols in my heart Mm -hmm. on the things that I had placed my hope. Like if I get married or if I have kids, like if this one thing happens for me, God, then I'll believe you're good. As if like, it's a carrot thing, you know, like the sticky Mm -hmm. carrot, like God, if you do this thing, then I'll really trust you. Then I'll believe that Mm -hmm. you're really good. And I feel like, I was like a kid who didn't get their way and had a temper tantrum from like eight months of Mm. him (laughs) being mad. I'm like, are you going to do this or not? And I had to really repent and get real about, you know, what my heart's desires are, what my expectations are around 
how God can and will move and shared it with my prayer circle and my mentor. And just like, so people could be aware of like, I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling with this and decided to do some devotionals on hope and fasting one day a week. So I'm like, God, I need a breakthrough. Like I need you to remind me that you're faithful Mm. and that your faithfulness, um, is that I could see your faithfulness beyond a circumstance or a feeling like it is much deeper mm-hmm. and uh, eternal than that. And that at the end of the day, like he is worthy of all my sacrifice. So whether I pray or intercede for other people, like that's worth it, you know? Yeah. Um, and that he's the only one that's worth sitting on the throne of my heart. So I'd say the pro tip is that it takes work to be hopeful. You don't just wake <laughs> up one day and be like, Ooh, well, I guess I want to hope and trust in Jesus every day. Like it takes yep. effort yep. and time and a lot of struggling mm-hmm. and wrestling with him. But I feel like if someone is listening and you're just struggling to, to hope again, I'd say identify your pain point, like identify the place in your heart that's really hurting and bring that to God. And then the only way you can tackle hopelessness is to pump yourself full of encouragement. Like whether it's, uh, through, um, praise songs or sermons or hanging out with your friends. Like the only, you can't fight hopelessness by sitting alone and just feeling hopeless. Like you have to make some intentional efforts to move towards hope every single day. Mm, mm, mm. That is, (sighs) just going to give some space to that (laughs) on the pod. My God, so deep and Mm. so powerful. Like the recognition of our idols it's such going back to the humility, like mm-hmm. such a humbling part of it the is. faith journey. And I think many of us are honestly scared to face and be honest about what is an idol in our heart. Mm-hmm. And and if we don't admit it, then God doesn't even have the room to do the deep work to mm-hmm. help us along the way. So yeah. I think it is so courageous of you to mm-hmm. decide to share um, to one, admit it to God, then two, to like speak it out to other people mm. and make it even more real of a thing by sharing with others, but then to share it here. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just grateful that he mm. continues to just kind of restore your hope and, um, and that other people can hear this and get yeah. hope from it. Like, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. that even mm-hmm. the like domino oh, effect of, of yeah. hope? It's like, now you have some, then someone hears this and they have some and they tell somebody else. And it's like, yeah, hope begets hope Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like it just keeps going so can I add one thing right there too I think if someone's listening and I think when you hear idols you think about the old testament you're like oh Oh, like like the calf yeah and it's like it's anything in your heart that you place higher than God and if you want to know something is an idol when it doesn't go your way what's your response that's how you know if it's an idol Mm -hmm. do you blame God are you upset when you don't get the job or the new house didn't come through like notice your response to disappointment because that's going to tell you where your hope really lies Mm -hmm. and that's how I feel like I learned that lesson yeah or notice your response if the thought crosses your mind what if this never happens yeah but how do you respond to that thought right that That's right it. that'll mm-hmm. tell you everything you everything need to know, you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing i'll say about hopelessness mm-hmm. is that when we let god into the process our hope has so much potential to be turned into hunger mm-hmm. and god can turn what could have been a devastation into a deep desire for Ooh, him good. and i'm just reminded that like all the times i think about i was ready to throw in the towel how the lord just converted that mm-hmm. hopelessness into a hunger for him and then how much more satisfied you end up in the end yeah. because your hope is being filled by the one who is actual hope you know mm. and so just let that be an encouragement to like if you're listening that God can turn anything around for your good and reveal new and deeper ways about him and yourself in the process <sighs> wow 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 wow, wow. Well, <laughs> Well, this episode was a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, we're going to just recap to give you some pro tips to walk away from. So, well, pro tips to walk away with. So the first one was heartbreak. 
Disappointment may rock our hope, but devastation can ruin it. Set your hope on the one who doesn't change. And when your circumstances change, your hope won't be destroyed. Holy discontent, resist the urge to complain about the irritations and stirrings in your heart. Instead, trust that God wants to use it for your good and his glory. Humility check, acknowledge and embrace your own limits first so that you can extend grace and compassion to those that you see in others. And remember, correction is best received from a place of love. And then lastly, hopelessness. It takes work to stay hopeful. So do the work daily to stay hopeful and pump yourself full of encouragement in times of hopelessness. Any final thoughts? <laughs> None crazy. <laughs> just that this blessed me per yeah. usual, even when I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. So... I love the refresh and perspective and the encouragement that we can get when we really take time to examine a year or a season from a place of gratitude to help us keep moving forward. Yeah. Same sis. Well, y'all be sure to follow us on IG at Rooted Life Podcast. And while you're listening to this episode, share with a friend or uh, post it to your stories and tag us. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do us a big favor, rate us five stars and leave us a brief review. Yes, we love a good review, especially Mm -hmm. because it's a new year. So go ahead and give us some new feedback Mm -hmm. and shout out to at Meryl Brown, who shared how much she loves getting into living life with women of color who are all about the kingdom. Mm. Super sweet. And that's why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us. Um, happy New Year, even though it's like a couple weeks into the year <laughs> now. But until next time, we love y'all and stay rooted. <laughs>